what kind of man has everything and throws it away? What kind of man grows up with the religious education, very expensive training, culturally significant, well-founded in his community, and then throws it away to speak dirty to drunk audiences? What kind of man has the, the power of the words, the magic of the rhythm, the accolades of millions and throws it away to talk about our Lord Jesus Christ. What kind of man does these things, would you say? A wise man? A, a, a greedy man? A foolish man? Tonight, we have two fools that we'd like to talk with you about. We will leave you to decide which one is which in our story of, well, if I say it out loud, it goes into the internet. Which one is the true Jew? Welcome to the Mosaic Ark. into the ark. Uh, so are we qualified to talk about this? I mean, I'm, I, <laughs> I have, I am, I've got my, so I went, I, I realized that if we're going to do, well, yay and Ari, yeah. as we promised, I needed, I needed some, you know, some, some black girl courage, probably. I mean, so I, I, no, the thing is, it's like, where do I, I it, it, insofar as I have any authority or, ability or right i don't know it's right what's the right word license that's a license <laughs> to have the conversation yeah. that we want to have this night i at least live on the south side of chicago right that mm -hmm. that's something right yeah, you got the postcode oh you got the postcode. I, I got the post well yeah so i mean my po i, I we're, we're in the sort of hyde park is the most integrated neighborhood i think in the whole of the country <laughs> at least i mean it's it's sort of weirdly like if you look at our actual um, statistics and, and parts of it are whiter than others, parts of it are blacker than others, but we are actually fairly mixed. And so, you know, I have, I have a good mixture of neighbors so I can talk mm -hmm. to them. Right. And, and so I, I was going to say, I, you know, what kind of, what kind of cred do I have? Well, I realized I needed some wine because I ran out of my, my usual vino verde, which is my white girl drink that we get from Whole Foods. And so I, I went by the shop on the way home and the, um, the, the, um, the store had, well, a whole rank of things that said black 
black owned wineries, right? So I got I got my mm-hmm. I got my I got my black girl magic, which which uh, uh, promises that it's um, inspired by the magic and resilience of black women to be enjoyed by all. So I hope the McBride sisters <laughs> of, of, of <laughs> California can keep me can keep me focused tonight in so far as I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, come on. You got You got to give me your credit credentials. I can give you, I can give you. So so I live on the South of Chicago. My credentials. I spent, I spent today asking my, I asking a small select group of, I don't know, very small poll of maybe two or three, (laughs) asking, asking some of my neighbors, like, what do you think about yay? Cause he's local, right? His, his mother, yes. I was very excited to realize this. I am not a big, I know this will shock you all. I'm not a big rap fan. I I know it's, it's, <laughs> what, what, what can I say? You know, I like Johnny Cash and the Irish Rovers and medieval music. And I just haven't listened to much rap, but I was, I was interested to learn that, uh, Ye's, um, mother used to teach English in, not at the university of Chicago, but at one of our, our sister schools down further south, Chicago State, and she was head of the department there for for a very long time, like 20, 24 years. So mm-hmm. um, I suppose I could say I could, you know, I have the authority to talk as if, you know, yeah, he's a faculty kid. <laughs> he doesn't quite present as as one, right? But his facility with language and the beauty of his beauty of his rhymes and puns and and resonances and poetry. I mean, you can, you can tell his mom taught English, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we established last week was pirate speak. So, yes, so he's fluent in pirate. Kanye is yay. I I'm I'm you know I'm trying to stay with yay because I think it's it's a biblical name that he's he's really working off there. So you know, but he he understands the power of our of our pirate speak. I I definitely get that. I've heard that in the interviews that I've watched him give in the last month or so. So that's cool. Hmm. Well, that was part of the the shock was how he used that pirate language to phrase what he was mm-hmm. doing. And uh, he was uh, brought in for questioning on how he phrased things, which was kind of an interesting thing because uh, for a moment, everyone forgot that they were asking somebody who played the language for a living. Uh, <laughs> why he was phrasing things in this heated way and using hyperbolic language, not realizing that maybe this is a technique of getting uh, the attention that he wanted on a particular problem or something, you know. Uh, I I found that really interesting, that the, the artistic nature of what he does was forgotten about as soon as everybody decided to discuss his politics instead of discussing what he was doing, which was more of a, I think, uh, an art stunt. Well, certainly an art stunt. And we're going to, we, we have some picture, pictures yeah. to, to, to talk through to think about exactly what kind of arts. But that he is, he is in fact about language first. I mean, he was a rapper. Mm-hmm. And I, I was not going to pretend because, you know, that would be insulting, I think. I was not going to pretend to have learned all of his his rap music in the last month or so because I haven't listened to it. It's not something that's in my memory. Um mm. but I I be no more. I well and that's you know sort of so it's interesting um 
but the people get kept interviewing him, you know, be saying, oh, like, you're a great artist, you're a great artist. And uh, most of the time, I didn't feel like they knew any, the music any better than I do. <laughs> um, not all of them, right? But but certainly some of, some of the, the uh, establishment characters, you know, saying, oh, you're a great artist, you're a great artist. And I felt like whatever they were talking about, it wasn't why he's a great artist. It was just, you know, like they say, oh, you know, you're either wealthy or you've gotten a lot of attention mm -hmm. or you have good contracts or there this 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 kind of why do we respect him i mean even to to, to i think to establish our conversation tonight why are we talking about him if we weren't big fans of his previous work um you know we've kind of learned who he is in his the backstory i mean i had to like memor purposely memorize the names of his kids because <laughs> i haven't really been following um, their family drama. Um, I don't never watch. I've never watched an episode of anything with his ex-wife's. Well, his. He, I mean, I don't think he thinks of Kim as his ex, right? But his his no longer cohabiting wife. Um, I don't know a lot of the the things that have made him the figure that he is politically. But I was, of course, aware of him back in was it twenty sixteen. When he wore the hat, the famous red hat, um, mm -hmm. to help campaign with Trump, and that got you know enough people's attention, and and I think that I I think to be honest, and we're going to try to be ruthlessly honest about all of this. I felt a responsibility right now to pay attention to Ye when he was being brought down, because mm -hmm. those of us of the particular hue of skin that I am who were voting for Trump back in 2016 for sure benefited from the fact that yay came out as, as a Trump supporter and, and therefore it would be wrong to now when things got hot for, for him in a, in another way to suddenly go, Oh, I don't know him. Right. Mm. Classic Peter Cockcrow. Kind of problem. No, right. He was great when he was doing the Trump thing, and I have some more backstory too about you know like the Jesus thing and and stuff like that. But now, oh no, if he's if he said something that he loses his contracts for, and I think he, he I I saw something saying his his net worth because of the way these these licensing agreements work and such is has gone from whatever billions it was to a mere few millions at the moment. You know that whatever mm -hmm. he was um, commercially has evaporated in the last month. Well, this is the problem with the celebrity culture, because instead of uh, discussing human beings within your nation, you're discussing brand, mm. brand that, you know, somebody becomes a brand when they become a celebrity, right. you know, they're like mini corporations. And so he's, uh, he's changed his branding, or he's bad for somebody else's branding, and therefore he's uh, depersonified de and just... Uh, treated as a sort of failed company and it's like okay well we've got to liquidate and yep. now uh, forget about this kanye thing instead of realizing that no there's a person talking it's a you know the artist is a person versus the corporate brand that is their name and what they can give to everybody else so this was kind of an interesting thing to look at how he was viewed by uh a lot of uh his critics and saying, you know, we've got to get rid of him. He's bad for branding. Right. And also critics that were talking to him as though he was, um, uh, 
responsible for doing something other than performing the function of an artist and not maybe seeing deeper uh, into the the kind of wording and phrasing that he was using and why he was doing what he was doing. Well, I mean, this is this is, this is the sort of thing that he, I, what you've said right now about the brand is, is absolutely spot on because of course the whole thing about the hat I mean, so in my in my very mm -hmm. informal poll of my neighbors today, it's like one one of one of the people I asked, I you know, I said, so what do you think about Yay? And I mean, these are people more my age than I don't know. I mean, Yay is again, we're sort of talking about these people between your and my age, so it's an interesting kind of who who who's the who's the fan base <laughs> of yeah. of these yeah. performers. But um, the people I was talking to were maybe a bit older than me, and so it was like, well, what do you think about them? And one of them said. Um, these are both men, right? And, and one of them said, "Well, you know, he he went he went astray one when he wore the hat." And I'm like, "Okay, we're in Obama country. <laughs> that that's that's not necessarily a surprise, right? It's like, okay, that that makes sense." But but the same person was saying, "But he really went astray when he got involved with the Kardashians, because that mm -hmm. is that celebrity culture that is not. I mean, I I, I was curious about this. It was like to the degree that Yeg." He didn't actually grow up in the South Side. He grew up in like the West Suburbs more than around where his mom was teaching. But, um, you know, to the degree that he's local, how much do you see him as one of ours in, in the sense of mm. when I hear when I personally hear him talk, he sounds like this this neighborhood. Right. It's like the the cadence of his voice, the the kinds of expressions that he uses to make points and stuff. I mean, they, they're very. I'm like, yeah, I get it, right? The, the, those those look like expressions I would see people here use, um, and so, and, and that actually matters because I say I've I've said to the other kinds of immigrants into this neighborhood, me an immigrant, right? I moved in here in '94. Um, these people in our neighborhood sound like my family. They sound like where my my mm -hmm. my mom's family came from in Arkansas. They sound like Southerners, regardless of what color they are. Right. So there's 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 a kind of layering of that. Anyway, so I'm asking I'm asking the guys and, and one of them saying, you know, he, he got involved with those Kardashians and, you know, that that celebrity culture is the problem. And then mm. the other one um, was was sort of shaking his head. I'm like, OK, you disagree. And I'm like, you know, what what's going on here? And um, my other friend was saying, no, no, you know, what you need to understand is and it's precisely what you were just saying there's a there's a, a well a gesture role which is obviously a theme right that that the reason yay does the things he does is he's wanting an effect and therefore it is ironic that the very thing that he was given the branding and the money and the the celebrity for was the thing surprise 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 that they're now getting angry with him at right it's like but no you were supposed mm -hmm. to stay in your box once we once we branded you and and marketed you, you're supposed to be that brand, and now you're suddenly bursting out. And it's like, well, what did you? It is a little bit like my friend Milo, right? When when you want someone to stay in this color, you know, this shape of character, and you find out that that was, yeah. you know, that that was useful to make one kind of point, but it's not the other. It's not everything. Hmm. Yeah, well, it's turning living beings into corpses. Mm, corp serrations. The corp, yeah, the corp serrations. The corp serrations. Um, yeah, um, and we're not supposed to be like that as Christians, especially. Right. 
I mean, we, we, we talk about ourselves as reborn in Christ. We live in Christ. He lives in us. We live through him. So there's this concept that I think is maybe a clash in, in the sense of that maritime pirate culture really coming up against a Christian mindset that uh, sees people, no matter how successful or uh, renowned they become, we expect them to behave still as living beings, you know, as Christian beings versus brands, which the West doesn't have a very good ability to do at the moment. Um, because it's kind of like celebrities, the new aristocracy. It's a, it's a kind of, uh, or a new religion, so, something like this. Um, People don't. Pe people find it. Uh, I mean, you, you've, you've, you and I have had conversations about this before. When, when somebody changes from their assigned role, it makes everybody very nervous. Um. Uh, and so, you know, he has his assigned role as a, an artistic brand, and he's decided, okay, now I have a different assigned role as a Christian. Right. What his function becomes then as that jester type within his understanding of Christianity is is clashing with his corporate uh, corporate branding. Well, my sense, um, Casey, saying corporations rebrand us as products. Um, what is being done to Kanye by the powers that be or what corporations do to us daily, commoditizing us. Yes. Um, mm. You know, what, what, I, what is ironic and sad is the reason that the corporations pick up artists like Ye is the artist, I, the corporations have, are, are, they have to bleed off of living creatures because they're dead mm. things. The, corpor the corporations, the corpse-orations. They, they find living artists and this is, you know, this is the danger. I think this is what the one of my friends was saying is like he, sh he went, he shouldn't have gone with those Kardashians. He went for the money. So even mm. though that that one that that friend was not saying, you know, he's he's good as a jester, but he recognized the problem of once you decide to go for the money, as Vox would say, take the ticket. You are you mm. are now in their, you know, you have to be their puppet zombie brand you know put in perspex and and put on a shelf so mm. so they they you know they brand yay as rapper at one point and he you know makes them a lot of money and they don't want him to stop being that because that brand in their in their dead vision makes them a lot of money it doesn't it doesn't matter that you know corporations do not in fact make money indefinitely we were watching that some of the the tech ones lose money right now. Yeah. Uh, so th this idea that the brand preserves your profit in, in, in perpetuity is like totally wrong because it clearly doesn't. But, but the, mm. the, the, the corpsing of everyone wants to believe that, like if we can freeze them right now, they will, you know, the golden goose kind of thing. And it's obviously, I mean, it's incredibly hard for people to resist that. That that's one of the things that we've watched in the culture wars happen over and over and over again. I mean, Candace Owen, yes. who's a part of Ye's story right now, got 
apparently just got let go from Daily Wire. Um, you know, that if if you if you risk continuing to be alive, you're gonna lose the thing that they gave you to be frozen. Mm. Yes. Mummified. They want you they want yes. you mummified and fixed so they can keep making as much money off of you as they possibly can. But the the problem is then your art dies and you become worthless. It's it it's it's ironic that that is I mean it it is true the more the artists take the ticket and want to you know have the fame and the attention and the the apparent rewards for their art the less they're rewarded for their art. Mm. I just thought of Madonna's face no. that flashed in front of my eyes. <laughs> Sorry, but you know, but this is a good counterexample. Kind of, Go ahead. Good, well, it's a good example, right? Because she had a kind of um, uh, sort of um, uh, branding phenomenon as the woman who mixes sex and religion, right? And then has this, you know, her real name being Madonna Chicone. It's like she's named after Our Lady, so she has this. Um, Phenomenal, phenomenal effect on Western culture because she's mixing sex and Catholicism, sex and religion. So she goes through all of these incarnations, but it's the same, like reincarnating the same theme. It's it's sex and religion, but she can't turn it off because then the brand it changes. So instead of, <laughs> um, you know, instead of aging gracefully and kind of going into her um, her golden years in a more enlightened way, she's morbidly transformed herself into a plastic version of her 20-year-old self. I mean, like, everybody who hasn't seen her on Instagram, see her on Instagram, you'll never want to see it again. But You won't uh, sleep for a little bit. No, no, it's, no, this no, is, no. She's, she's actually a really excellent she's example. She's a figurine of Madonna. Yeah, she's become a figurine of herself because she hasn't allowed herself to... Uh, be living outside of the brand that she created. So she's like completely fused herself with her own corporate mm. identity. And then you see this Borg-like mannerisms <laughs> on Instagram where you think, oh my God, is someone still in there? Like, <laughs> but that's the end result of not being able to uh, continue as a, as a human being. And then, and, you know, well, so we'll contrast it. Let's so we can we can do some of our images now because I think contrast this with mm -hmm. what Kanye did or Mr. West. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's interesting. It's hard having a just one syllable name. It doesn't scan. Mm -hmm. Where's the the second? You know, <laughs> um, I think an I am Kanye seems like an I am to, to me, and that we need yes. we need the rest of it. So he 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 um. He and Candace back in October, right? It's like the, 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 ages ago in yay terms. Um, back in October, appeared um, in Paris um, at the Yeezy Runway Show, Paris Fashion Week um, Yeezy Runway Show, and he and Candace are wearing um, the White Lives Matter shirts, although they're like black and mm -hmm. white. White Lives Matter, and uh, one of the interesting things everybody's always talking about what's on the back of the shirts and. I've in none of the interviews that I've watched. I can't say that I watch every interview, but I watch all the ones that I'm aware of. Um, nobody's ever asking about what's on the front, <laughs> which mm. is, I mean, her shirt has Pope John Paul the First, who famously only 
um, was Pope for 33 days um, before he died. Um, and then um, mm-hmm. his shirt, Ye's shirt, has Pope John Paul II, who then had one of the longest reigns um, and has been canonized. Um, he dies in 20, 2005 and is canonized in 2014. And they both have inscriptions, one Pablo, in Spanish. Right. It's like whatever's going on in this in this shirt. It's interesting because as far as I know, Ye is not Catholic, but he's mm. he's got popes on the front. He has Juan Pablo, Pablo um, at, at the bottom of the inscription. And then uh, I should be able to say Spanish better than I can. I should have pronounced it. It's we'll follow his example. I want to say it in Latin. Right. Um, <laughs> Segremos to a ejemplo, a ejemplo. Man, my New Mexico cred's gone. Um, why is someone from just lost it forever? It's, you can no, never go back to I New Mexico never, I, now. They'll never. let me back in. Um, uh, <laughs> the, it's, the, again, That's we will follow you. his example, and of course, the Pope follows Christ's example, and we have White Lives Matter. Mm. I mean. One of the, the the deep jokes most of the time when Ye talks about it, it's like, well, of course, white lives matter, and his he says his dad thought it was a great joke and things like that because it's true, but the Pope wears white, right? So, mm-hmm. like, it, there's whiteness in a number of layers in this yes. this particular art performance, and I I I really I'm, I'm, I credit Ye with. One, I mean, he's he's had a, an interesting affect throughout the different interviews he's been in, and I've been watching that. It's very interesting. But at no point he's just said, are you that stupid? <laughs> you can't figure out there's layers of significance in these labels that I'm trying to show you. I mean, it's like, what white? Maybe is it baptismal white? Is it, you know, heavenly white? Is it yes. angelic white? No, they're all just assuming that the first thing he's doing, I mean, which he is also doing, which is answering the, the BLM argument about, you know, how do we do social protest? I, I'm convinced that he is at no interview that I've heard has he actually unpacked the meaning of those shirts. He's just let it kind of rage around mm-hmm. um, and, and, and startle everyone. Well, no one's asked him. No one's him. asked him. And we, I mean, we can, we can comment on this because we're poets constantly playing with the meaning of the words that we're right. using. And also because we're, you know, in DCR, we're uh, anchoring all of our poetry in the, the, the medieval, we're anchoring it in Christ, Christendom and the, the Christian understanding of these terms. So this is a kind of, I mean, it might be an example of uh, Ye using anachronistic terminology deliberately to shock everybody because the the language now that we're all speaking is is almost like a foreign language. I, I don't, uh, you know, that's why I said to you, like the pirate tongue that we're speaking now, I hate English because we have no control over the terms. We're being given these categories. When you say white, you get a particular version of what that means. When you say black, it's a particular version of what that mm-hmm. means. Christians aren't in control of English right now. So what I'm seeing from what you just described was Kanye taking control of English with the popes on the front, obviously saying 
this is Christian English. You're going to read it in a particular way now. But if you go into the front, you see it through that mm -hmm. lens, you're going to read this in a completely different way. Well, we're not, we're not in control of the language. Different. I've been so, we know we're friends of E. Michael Jones on this show. Um, and, and Mike had a very interesting interview recently with Unwashed in England, which they, and they, they ended up talking about white and black and, and what that means in, in the English context. Mm. But the, 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 the great thing that, um, Dr. Jones has just published is this big book on the dangers of beauty and the, the, this, the chapter on English art, the chapter on what, you know, in, the English have done beautifully is poetry. <laughs> mm. I mean that is and 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 he and he and, and the young man in unwashed whose name I forgot and I forgot to make notes um uh you know talk about how the English don't do any other arts all other arts the English import mm. their you know artists their architects their musicians their um yeah. you know painters I guess maybe Turner was was English but that the, the the great the great English art you want like, and I, we've said this before with DCR in our poems, iambic pentameter yes. is what English is. Other, you know, it's the mm. great beauty of our of our our culture. If we have, you know, the Anglo culture, if you don't practice iambic pentameter, you basically are not participating in English beauty, because that's mm. that's where it lives. And I have, I'm so, you know, whoever's watching this, guys, 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 you've got to get yay in touch with us. <laughs> We want to talk poetry with him. We want to talk, you know, I, I, I ams, am, I ams, I am, I am, right? He does like, there, there are moments in his interviews, like one when, when he's talking with Lex Friedman and Lex says something, I don't remember what it is, and, and, and Ye starts riffing off of the sound. And it's like, oh, that goes together. Mm -hmm. And, and, and then, and, and Ye's, you know, he's thinking, I, I'm, I'm a genius. Is geniuses in this this understanding of the rhythms and the sounds of our language, and so so mm -hmm. people are freaking out over oh, he's this this artist who truly is a word artist put White Lives Matter on the back yes. of a shirt with the Pope on the front, and you haven't asked him why it's in English and Spanish. What yes. are you thinking? Yeah. Well, well, I like <laughs> the McLuhan moment. Uh, they're reading; they're not listening. Right. These people are addicted to literacy, whereas he's in the acoustic. He's he's thinking sonically and they're reading. So they're freaking out because it's like, you've written this thing, which is awful. Whereas to acoustic thinkers, it's, oh, I didn't hear that. It sounded different right. to me. So there's this clash. White lives matter. Thinks, White, why do lives matter? Also, the... the White the the shirts, the yeah. shirts. I mean, there's a kind of Stroop yeah. test in it, fancy cognitive science term. That um, uh, Candace Owens' shirt is white with black lettering, and and Ye's shirt is black mm -hmm. with white lettering, and you know, it's sort of like so. Hers says "White Lives Matter" in black letters, and his black shirt mm -hmm. says "White Lives Matters" in white letters. It's, it's a whole. I and one because we haven't got him on the show yet. We're gonna we're working on it. Please, God, send us send us yay to talk to us about why, you know, like what he may not have been. I suspect watching him in these interviews, he's conscious of it, but not always at the level that, you know, like, oh, I thought that out perfectly. It, it more is the way mm -hmm. it happens when we're writing in our in our own poems. And 
Like yeah. in the stanza that we're working on right now, we've got an elephant in there for no reason other than it rhymes. But no, there's a reason there's an elephant there. Why is the elephant in the room? We're going to make the elephant mean something, right? And and you yes. can get the... <laughs> that bloody that elephant. That bloody <laughs> elephant is going to mean something. You can get something that is significant. You know it's there because it kind of landed on you. And then later you think it out and then the you know the scholarship comes in and explains this or that. And, and the artist is mm. sitting there going okay, it, just it felt, felt right. right. And now you've, and, and the, you know, there's a, there's a t horrible temptation in scholarship to like pin it to the wall and kill it again. You know, the, the mm. scholarship and corporations do the same thing. Here's that thing that you just said, therefore I know what it means because I'm the scholar and I read it and scan it. And the artist is going, it dropped on me. What are you talking about? Mm. Mm. Well, this is the, this is the kind of uh, the difference in thinking between the media and the normies and everybody who's in a literate mindset versus the acoustic thinkers of the world. Um, because acoustic people are not really concerned with things that are printed, right? So it's like it doesn't matter if you wrote something incorrectly. It's how we're going to communicate it so, like uh, sonically and acoustically and thinking about what actually is someone trying to say to me which means then i have to repeat this in order to continue the the conversation because if it's not printed it disappears unless people are continuously talking about it so i think with yay this first genius stroke was to get everybody talking yes. it was like uh, you can write one thing on Twitter, one tiny paragraph, and it exploded the world so that suddenly millions and millions and millions of people are repeating the same phrase and talking about the same phrase. That's the art. That's where I was like, okay, he's done this to get everybody talking. What does he want everybody talking Indeed. about? Indeed. So now I have, let's see, I can get the slides moving. All right. How I actually at first heard about Ye, and I'd say um, th th there was the, 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 sh the hat with Trump and things like that. And I was like, okay, so I, but I, di I didn't know why I needed to pay attention to him until um, back in October 2019. So it's, God, it feels like how long ago does that feel like? Twenty <laughs> October twenty way back in the dark. Three years ago. It really isn't that long. <laughs> three years ago, on October twenty-sixth, Jonathan Peugeot was here in Chicago to give a talk at St. John Cantius. And those of you who are true fans of our live stream know that the images that we're showing at the beginning of our our, our mosaic arc here are a window from St. John Cantius and the apse with the the resurrected mm. Christ, right? So um, Jonathan was at um, St. John Cantius to give a talk on um, the restoration of sacred art, which is the the theme that the canons have for the, the church, right? It's the instauratio. Oh, God. <laughs> I've blown my Latin today, too. I, mean, I have no words. Okay. Now you're back. I, all I have is English. No, all I have is English. I just have English. I'm speaking pirate tonight because we have to do with yay, right? Yay, the pirate. Anyway, so Jonathan... Um, who I, I'd been on his show some years, you know, a couple of years before that, 
um, I think 2017, right? When um, he wanted to talk to me about Milo because Jonathan has always been very, very interested in fools of which Milo is one. <laughs> and I've been writing about Milo as a holy fool, right? It's like all through 2016, 2017, I was seeing him play this kind of roly-poly panda role from the Kung Fu Panda. And therefore, Vox is right, no one's wrong, pandas exist. <laughs> um, inside joke for those of you who are un unauthorized. Um, and uh, Jonathan wanted specifically to talk to me about what I saw in Milo as as the fool. And I'm like, well, that's cool because you all, if you follow the symbolic world, you know, um, Jonathan is very interested in the kinds of things that we are here at Mosaic Arc as well. It's like how stories fit together, how patterns and images yeah. arise out of this mosaic. And in October, 2019, Jonathan was talking to us in Chicago, which for him was significant because Kanye West then had just released his Jesus is King album like oh, the yeah. day before. <laughs> and, and so Jonathan in his talk, he retitled it Kanye West and the restoration of sacred art and opened with um, a, a, a little meditation on what he saw Yay doing in his Sunday services, right? The, is that what they were called? Mm. The, um, Yes. The, the Sunday yes. services. And and he had, I'm showing now um, some images from Jonathan's talk um, where um, Ye is there with his, the Jesus is King, the blue album. And then um, the, the the sort of performance layout of one of his, his Sunday shows, which every time anybody's seen that picture online in the past, you know, 24 hours when I've been advertising this, it, says, it looks like an eye. <laughs> so there's, there's the, the grassy hill and the people... Um, in the middle mm. and the ring in the middle. And then I think it's meant to look like an eye. It probably is. I mean, Ye seems to <laughs> set these things up. He is, of course, in very sort of plain street clothes stuff. And I'm, I've am i been trying to think about, you know, like what does Ye look like gesture-wise? And I think wearing the, the street clothes fashion is one of it. He's, he's, he's dressed mm. in, you know, T-shirts, which may be very expensive or have popes, popes on them. But... He's in t-shirts and hoodies. He's wear hood. He's worn hoodies and caps in all of his interviews recently. There's something that he's he's saying through that those that those clothes, definitely. Mm. Um, but that with these with these um, Sunday performances, he was very purposefully saying all the demons let him know this is a mission, not a show. So there's something mm. there's something um, sacred in the way that the audience participated in the music. And Jonathan talked about that. You can see it in the video that he, he posted it from Cantius, how Ye was at that point already conscious of trying to contrast the participatory mission engagement with the music, be in the music with the usual sort of rock star uh, performance where there's someone on stage with lights, you know, out from the stage or on the stage and you as audience are separated from the the music and you you're passively there right the the, the people coming to the sunday mm. services were meant to be part of the the performance and the music yeah it's become more liturgical mm, yes very much so yeah yeah i was just thinking as you were talking about the way he dresses it was kind of like you know when uh mary magdalene's in the garden 
the morning uh, after the the crucifixion, and she sees someone she thinks is the gardener. It turns out to be the Lord. It just kind of reminds me of that kind of like shape shifting aspect to Christ that he's sort of walking around and making himself look like a simple gardener and uh you know that kind of stuff so there's definite elements of that tricksterism mm -hmm. there um yes the sort of disguise as what is he yeah 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 um which is why it's so mind-blowing that everyone was uh taking him literally well, they so now I have the tweet showing that you know one of the many tweets. They actually they're not. He doesn't tweet that often, even though Elon is you know sort of welcoming him back on the platform and things like that. But mm -hmm. he's tweeting a response to um, Curie's. Cur I okay, I want to say Curie, and that's not the way they say his name. Um, that Kanye West shares a clip from. Kyrie's response along with Bible verse, John 19, 19, and Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the writing was Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews, mm -hmm. over which Ye wrote, you can't be an anti-Semite when you know you are Semite. And that is that it's like talking about the literate and the visual. And so Twitter is, you know, it's kind of this mixture of both, right? It's literacy and it's visual and the, you can show videos and you can have, but it is very tweet. It's very verbal. The things that, the things that people seem to get upset about are the verbal elements. And, and mm. what you're saying is like, they're, they're reading and they're, they're re writing back and they're not listening. They're, they're never, never seem to be listening to what he actually says about being Jew Right. He said that several times. I'm not Jewish. I'm I'm Jew. And then he'll say he'll, yes. he'll it's like I have the next one, which Rolling Stone played off of back in 2006. So the passion of Kanye West and dressed him as Jesus, for goodness sake. Long yeah. before, long before. <laughs> yay, as far as I know, is making Jesus's King album. Yeah, this was coming for a while mm. in the in the mythological soup that we're mm -hmm. living in. Um, yeah, it was happening for a long time. Um, well, that's why I, I mean, I wrote about this element to this story, uh, when I published the article for Gab, uh, the little blog post that I did regarding, um, Kanye as the Ethiopian eunuch figure <laughs> called Yending Machine Diaries, but it was, uh, it was a kind of continuation on all this, this confusion of identities that everybody has in the in the in the corporate environment versus the christian world and the, the way that the christian world would think about these kinds of things and um you know i've probably said it several times already on our streams but the the, the main basis of that blog post and and the theme running through that is the ethiopian eunuch being an israelite that comes up from africa to jerusalem yeah. and that this event was recognized by the evangelist Philip as a genuine meeting of an African Israelite. So this is something that has been in Christian thought for so long that we have stained glass windows in Britain that depict this event, right? And yet everyone lost their minds over it on Twitter. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it's just very strange. So the, the more he was tweeting, the, the more he was posting, the more outraged everyone was getting over this. I thought, 
oh, I have to make some kind of comment on this because now we're dealing with the contest of Christian thought versus the corporate vending machine view of the races. And this is why he's upsetting everybody so mm -hmm. much. Um, yeah, so I, I, I put it up there, mentioning Candace Owens, of course, because Candace's namesake is the, the famous queen that sent, sends her eunuch up to Jerusalem. So the parallels in this were just too good. <laughs> it was too juicy to ignore. Um, and I wasn't really worrying about the offense as much as the amazing uh, emergence of this kind of uh, ancient Christian story in real time on the internet mm -hmm. now. It was just, like magnificent. Which which verifies because... Ye's sense of as I'm an artist. I'm making things happen. He's made this entire yes. conversation explode and transform and. I mean, uh, uh, to go back, you know, it's like the corporation, we have Buzzsaw Bear saying, I don't buy into anything he says he was crazy enough to procreate with a Kardashian. <laughs> the way the way he <laughs> named his kids too, either he was reading the Bible or a map at different times. Okay, so the names of his kids, which I said I had, I had to memorize, North, Saint, Chicago, Psalms. I'm convinced there's a poem in there. <laughs> and that... I, 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 again, I've, I've steeped myself in a little bit of celebrity gossip. So apparently one of his friends suggested North, Northwest. It's a kind of joke off their, their last name. But I yes. think, you know, North St. Chicago Psalms, that is the Northwest, St. West, Chicago West, Psalms West. There's something deep in this because the the saint the you know like what does it mean to be a saint the city that he comes from we you know we play off a lot of we've done Saint Louis right Saint Louis and that we 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 are living the Psalms you and I have talked about that a lot mm -hmm. and so uh, you know yes. the the I what I get the sense watching you over this last month which I'm happy I've done is he he finds these resonances like we are in our Dragon Common rework and then goes that's it. Right. It's it's like and and, yes. and it might literally be one syllable like yay, right, that he's playing off of. Mm -hmm. And then it, it it resonates out from like reverberates. And now I am interested to listen to his, his rap, although I'm not sure which which period I I need some advice on which period I should actually pay attention to. I listen to Jesus is King coming home from Jonathan Peugeot's talk in the rain in Chicago it was very moving. It was it was quite beautiful. And I need to, 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 to follow, you know, follow that up with some repeat listening. But I you know I get the sense that Ye hears every single syllable and they they chime mm. for him in powerful ways. Mm. Which is, that's not a normal mode of thinking. This is what makes somebody a good artist. Though is they're generally not going to be typical in the way that they think about things or they process information. Sensorial information has a different level of meaning to artists. I think like if, and if it doesn't, they wouldn't be artists. They'd just be doing uh, normal jobs and having other functions. But there's, there's, there's something in this, uh, in this field, which re requires a kind of neuro, neurological, atypical processing um, in order to work properly. I mean, his children, his children's names, I've, I've been thinking about this as you've been talking about it. The naming of his children in this way, it's very Afro-Semitic, very Afro-Semitic 
because the Arabs, the Hebrews, other Semites across that region of the world, they give their children similar names. If you look at the names in the Bible, sometimes it's like, um, you know, we'll we'll call somebody a lion or, uh, you know, we're going to call somebody a palm tree or we're going <laughs> to name someone, uh, you know, we're going to name someone after the area where we conceived them because it was like a <laughs> horrendous tragedy. And, you know, it's this kind of, it's this way of naming um, which is quite normal in the in the Afro-Semitic world to have this kind of uh, odd names, what people would consider to be black names. So it's just like an Afro-Semitic practice to have these kinds of um, names. And then the stories that happen where in the scriptures you've got all of the children of Adam being given particular names and you stack them all up and it's sort of creating this poetic sentence of something that they were looking forward to or they're expecting to come right it's an old yeah it's an old practice so buzz Silver, so was he following logos or pathos when coming up with those names so i you know we we like thinking in dialectic binaries and this is not this is this is not dialectic binaries or tensions or oppositions. This is poetic. Um, it it's 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 figures that show things of themselves at multiple layers and metaphor and the sound has to go with the sense of the word and these this is so we, you mentioned we're in McLuhan world always when we're in this mosaic arc and we're mm -hmm. doing the 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 um, online electric conversation and McLuhan in his his um early work on the trivium pointed out that there's a there's a great difference between the grammatical poetic monastic tradition which is what we inhabit here in the mosaic arc versus the scholastic dialectic tradition and I until I read McLuhan I had a, I'd always had a hard time explaining why the monastic and the scholastic I like the monastic and the scholastic leaves me cold and I've just spent the past few weeks reading Aquinas on angels. And so, yeah, it, Aquinas on angels is not the same thing as Hugh of St. Victor or Pseudo Dionysius on angels. Let me tell you, even though Aquinas is reading both of them, that the way yay is working. I mean, I'm even thinking we're looking at this Rolling Stone cover. Rolling Stone. I mean, on the one hand, it meant to be, I guess, the name of the group, but he's Christ. Yes. The Rolling Stone is the promise of the resurrection. It's the stone that rolled away, right? And the and the the other things that are on the cover, right? Cat Power, James Blunt, Billy Joel. I mean, Cat Power, that's interesting. Bode Miller, Out of Control, God Senator. With God Senator sitting right there under Ye's ear, right? Inside the war room of the religious right. This is back in 2006. Um, mm -hmm. Battlestar Galactica, the toughest, smartest show on television. Wilson Pickett, 1941-2006. And then The Passion of Kanye West. I mean, th 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 these accidental juxtapositions that are meaningful, and then you say, well, no, they're just laying out what articles they had in that that episode of or that, that issue of the magazine. Mm -hmm. And yet God's Senator, The Passion of... It's like, which, which of these things are intentional and which of them is the sort of accident of meaning and that i mean we're always trying to figure that out the difference between stuff that just happens and stuff that is fitting the pattern of significance mm -hmm. 
Logos makes a joke. Logos, yeah, Logos, Logos seems to make jokes as well mm-hmm. as as have have yeah. pathos and suffering. So what's what's interesting about that is um, in all of the interviews that Ye has had, he has this one with Tucker, and I, I was going through getting screenshots, and it was sort of typical. The body language, Ye's body language in these is astonishing, right? So Tucker is there with him in the warehouse of their of Ye's clothing company, I guess, out there in California. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, Tucker is trying to be very respectful and, you know, Tucker-like. And, um, you know, you're one of these great artists and I'm going to be respectful of you. And Ye is kind of in this kind of slumped past. I and mean, it's like, he, he still looks like the kid who's being told off by the teacher at school in, in, mm-hmm. in this, even though he's in the power position because it's actually his building where he, they're, they're sitting. And, but there's, there's a, there's a there's a complicated body language going on in these, and I I think this was very soon after because of the White Lives Matter shirt. Then I I lost track of the cascade of things that happened. Right? It was it was it was very interesting because they do the White Lives Matter shirts, and then did you pay? Did you did you bother to look at the chronology of all this? I mean, it was like this house. Is house? You're asking me. Yes, that I am. Of- <laughs> it's been a complicated month. My cat died, if you remember. Um, that you know this everything I know, but i'm kind of chronologically disabled you've been so hanging out with like, me um, long enough you can you can you why. can scan now it's... you can you can always scan when i first when i first peeled you off the i don't think the, if the you chats. leave me i will lose track of time again and re-enter primordial oblivion <laughs> i keep you i keep you from falling into don't dream time down me. there and don't try and ask me to develop a sense of chronology it's never gonna happen sorry it could not. it could the the a the anno domini we will get you in that you belong you belong in the year of our lord okay so anyway so he, the, but this one came first right Somewhere and and there's the there's Tucker being respectful, but it was weird, right? Because it was almost like Tucker was too respectful. He couldn't play. He couldn't he couldn't say anything difficult. He was trying to you know oh, yeah. let Ye speak you know speak his truth. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna like die of of it was it was an interesting exchange, but it wasn't it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the Pierce Morgan one was really up there. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> What is Piers Morgan doing on Sky Australia? I thought he was English. I don't. Where? Why is he in Australia now? What did you guys do to deserve Piers Morgan? What did we do to deserve being Australian? Oh, well, okay. <laughs> Britain sends us British people, I think, occasionally to kind of remind us that we're not good enough to exist. <laughs> That's probably why they sent Pierce down. Here. Oh my God, that was this one. So I, 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 as I was watching, it was like this was like I, I want to, I, I, I mean, I said I was going to be honest, but I don't think I can honestly say something on camera that is just expressing my disgust at the way Morgan was behaving. But the, the sort of wanting to mm. wrench an apology out of this disobedient boy. Oh, yeah. Right. And, and, um, you know, I, I didn't like that. Ye was quite so, I mean, he kept putting his head down and now I think it was because he wanted you to see the 2024 on the hat, but <laughs> yeah. I, I think there, but I've seen. He was trolling. He, he was, was trolling. trolling. I think he was trolling, but yeah. I also realized he understood the problem that he was in, which was show letting Piers Morgan be so grotesquely awful was smart. 
Mm. I mean, that's sort of like art. I mean, the sort of whiny upper nasal kind of don't you don't you think don't you realize you've hurt people? Oh, I just. <laughs> Don't you realize you've hurt people? I can't even. I can't. It's like it's it's a fem it's a female voice, but I'm I I find yeah. it hard to mimic myself. I hope I I hope I, I I hope if if I ever use that voice, I will be shamed mightily <laughs> by Drake's. Right? It's like well, he, he was an example. He was an example of someone who was completely oblivious to the fact he was sitting in front of an acoustic artist. Right. Like, ugh. acoustic, different kind of brain. Um, this uh, strange, uh, um, you know, he played obeisance to the fact that he was a, you know, successful artist. And oh, you know, I really admire you. Oh, and I love your the boots, boots. the boots. Remember oh, the that, boots were hilarious. Know? Oh, I wear those boots. I'm like, on what planet? I, no, you wouldn't. You'd wear them to no. garden in. Oh no, I dress up in those boots. I'm like, stop lying. I mean, that was that was the worst of it. It's like, no. I mean, if you think someone's disgusting, just go about and say it. Like, it's. I just didn't understand the pussyfooting around the whole situation. It was like, are you trying to butter him up so that he apologizes, or are you trying to chastise him? It was almost like he couldn't decide what he was doing. Yeah. Um, and the more he complimented him, the the worse it sort of felt because I thought, well. What are you trying to do? Are you trying to understand why he's doing what he's doing? Or are you trying to make him stop and apologize for it without any discussion on exactly what this is as an artistic phenomenon, potentially, you know? Or if, if this is like a... If it's a black and white, to use the term, if it was a black and white case of hate speech, or if it actually was... an artistic uh, performance art and it was completely lost in that interview. There was no no discussion at all. Well, I think by that point there was that other tweet, which I don't have a copy of to show on screen, um, of the death mm. con, um, oh, claim, yeah, yeah. which, which yeah. I think it's like, so there's the White Lives Matter shirt and then the brouhaha around that. And then, oh no, the brand doesn't work anymore. We have to drop you. Again, I should have I should have paid attention to exactly how these these dominoes fell out, so that by the time he's the, yes. the, by the time he's on on Pierce Morgan's show, Morgan is trying to get him to apologize for the. Don't you understand that if you say that it 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 implicates a whole people? And it's like, uh, yeah, because that's what we're surrounded by. But but I mean, this is I don't even want to unpack this because it's so stupid. But you know the 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 degree to which we can say blanket statements like "kill all men" or "kill all white men," clip that, yes. right? Or you know, "Black Lives Matter" or "White Lives Matter" or "Death Defcon," and never do you want to have context in this. It's like, do you you know, you've dehumanized people, and I'm like. You've heard of allegory, haven't you? <laughs> the the, no, the, the number of times it's like you've called you've called these and you know these people animals, and I'm like, well, what if I called them a lion? Would that be good, right? You know, the the we, like, don't we lions. like lions or an elephant or a dog or you know, it's like, oh no, you can't dehumanize people. And it's like you've literally never read apocalyptic literature, which uses these as allegorical allegories for you know great transformations of the spirit 
or something, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's like people, it's like what all of Disney gets out of business if we can't, you know, anthropomorphize animals and vice versa. What's the Lion King anyway? Lions don't talk. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, 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 a, it's this sort of stripping out of, I don't know. It's 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 it, the 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 rhetoric is so boring and bland. I'm surprised that we're well, indeed, actually, that's what we're getting to. I'm surprised we are even so stuck in having to make these apologies. The next interview was the Drink Champs, um, uh, mm-hmm. with um, I Nore and DJ, and they I mean, one. It's it's very interesting watching these guys together because although. I mean, Nore was very interesting because he was he was kind of scolding Yay as well. Like, you know, I thought you left the culture, and th- that there's some phrasings that, that they were using that I thought were very interesting. The, the culture, which I think is mm. the music scene that they're both involved in. It's like it's like Nore saying to him, "I felt like you left the culture, but now you've come back." And so, I mean, Yay is he's he he pissed everybody off on both sides, whichever sides they are. You know, the whole yeah. the whole ring of people are mad at him because. The white people are mad at him for misbehaving in this way, which Piers Morgan is truly trying to say, you've been misbehaving. And I just want to say, boy, right? I was so, I was so insulted. I could not believe that Morgan behaved that way. It was like, Mm -hmm. I, you know, shame to be white. Under those circumstances. No, don't ah, say that. I'll no, ah, no, right? No. Never. So no, but it's so it's, it's it's interesting. It's like who, which group am I going to be lumped with? Based on what, right? I was more pissed that it was a Catholic saying that to him than a pastry uh, guy. Fair, fair. Yeah, yeah no, that's really, I good. Thought, good point. Like, I didn't realize Morgan was Catholic. Catholic. I didn't even care. He was just being so horrifically posh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yay in his hat, looking, you know, yes. keeping his head down so all you can see is a 2024. <laughs> mm. Well, I mean, like, look, Ye, Ye's fa- family life is an interesting one because, you know, maybe they're saying you left the culture because you married into these, like, white girls, uh, white, this white girl dynasty. Right. Armenian in Australia are not considered white. <laughs> Armenians in, uh, in, like, old world thinking are Oriental Orthodox people. Part of our, our people. The ancient Eastern Church. So that's the other aspect I was looking at, thinking, well, even even in this discussion over, like, uh, you know, who he's married into and what his what constitutes his family's ethnic identity now, from our perspective, I'm not looking at a black man and a white woman and then someone who's left the culture and who's going, uh, you know, off the reservation of acceptable discourse in terms of what uh, America considers to be um logical i was thinking oh he's gone into the orient he's starting to think like an oriental that right that was the that was the kind of, uh you know the, the resonance that i was hearing so okay he's starting to think like an oriental how does an oriental think they don't think in the same categories as the West, they don't speak with the same kind of categories as Westerners do. Well, I think I think our it. division between the vending machine and, and the church is is what mm-hmm. everyone's missing, 
obviously. I mean, that's like they're, yes. they're seeing you didn't keep your brand, as we've said. You didn't keep in your in your category that we want to sell you with. And how dare you disrupt the world? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, he smashed, he smashed the vending machine oh, open for a whole week. Completely. Just smashed. Right. And then, and then we end up with Lex Friedman's. And I have, I have here with, you know, Lex is shaking his finger at him because saying, I'm Russian. I'm, oh, that word that we have not been saying, <laughs> Jewish. And that, and, and the, 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 um, I think with this one, they got closest, I think, to actually talking about what is at issue in all of this because Kanye, Ye has been talking and saying, I'm Jew, I'm Jew, I'm Jew. Yes. And... Lex came back. I mean, there, there's an opening. They're clearly sort of talking about something else when they started recording and then they're in the middle of the conversation. But the first thing they start talking about is a problem of history. And like, what would you study in school? What would you not study in school? And, and Ye comes up and saying, oh, I wouldn't study history, at which point my heart breaks. No. <laughs> and, and, and it's a, what does, because, um, what, like, why not study history? And there I thought, we ended up in in this this episode and last week's episode really intersected an interesting place because with the the corona files the argument over like should everybody just oh that phrase forgive and forget right and and that's that's when i i posted some of the cartoons particularly the bob bob moran comic about amnesty right and the the witches are getting burned and the they're saying oh we made mistakes on both sides mistakes were made you know and you know when i post that into my my telegram chat people are saying oh well but you know christians should forgive and forget forgive and forget and i just like i mean just you know that's one of those paralyzing claims because you're you're coming in and saying well, what, right? And and is yay when he's saying we shouldn't we we should stop studying studying history? Is that the same thing as forgive and forget? And then Lex first saying, yeah, oh yes, I you know I agree we should go with the engineering problems because Lex apparently is an engineer and you know does tech stuff, and and that's great. But at some point in their conversation, they get round to the point where Lex is saying, but you have to remember and you have to realize that my people, my family, you know, has suffered particularly in in the holocaust and therefore you're not allowed to say these things that hurt all of us you know why don't you call out individuals right we end up in that that particular hamster wheel of you should only blame yes. the individuals you shouldn't blame the people because we as a people suffered and therefore you can't talk about that and 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 yay sort of going you know back and forth and the things that he was saying about well but but what about I mean, either slavery, which I think I nobody has actually gotten him talking properly about that as such. Although maybe maybe it has come up. I can't remember slavery and abortion. And he's saying, you know, mm. I think when he's saying Black Americans need to stop talking about history, one of it, one of the things is all you get as a Black American reminded of over and over and over again. Yes, sixteen nineteen project. Thanks so much. America's you know history of Black people starts with slavery. So literally nothing you ever get to be is anything but slaves on the mm. one side and then um you know do, do you well anyway I've, I've, I've kind of unpacked some of what we we're trying to get to right now <laughs> well no I'm, I'm glad you are because it's the question of origin stories yeah and the the um you know the 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 thing that 
Kanye Ye was saying regarding Mansa Musa because he's mentioned Mansa Musa so many yeah. times and no one's picked right. up on it. And I'm sitting here with my little Afrocentric brain going, I can't wait to, for somebody to ask him a question about Mansa Musa. Why is he focusing on this Malian imperial figure? Like, no, and nobody's asked him. Why? Is it because they're un uninterested in his ideas or is it because they're a bit nervous to go into a different kind of territory that they may not necessarily be able to use the same categories in? And I think this is where Kanye's brain works best and that kind of t-shirt effect, uh, you know, black, white, the distinctions between those two terms and what they mean in different empires were completely different. And I think he understands that. I think he understands that, that there there was a difference in in different empires and different uh, different points. Because it, he's telling everybody we don't want to learn about history in one breath, Doc, and then saying, "Oh, we need a museum for Mansa Musa." Well, the irony. So one of these ironic things. It's like because I put the Trump hat on, and ended up in the student newspaper for it. Um, I did end up. Yeah briefly this you know this last year as a trump appointee on um, the cultural property advisory committee which is a state department uh function and we um you know as a committee met with representatives from different countries who have memoranda of understanding with the united states to help prevent looting in their of their cultural mm -hmm. property and one of them was molly <laughs> And and so, in fact, we were talking. There was, in fact, a, a big exhibit of I think it was uh, now again I forgot what it was called, but um, it's like the the African gold trade across the Sahara, which yeah. Mansa Musa was the, the beneficiary of because he's king in Mali in the 14th century when this trade is at its peak, and there was you know people were paying actually paying attention to history and to cultural property and to exchanges of museums. There was a big um, uh, exhibit over the last several years sponsored by a professor out of Northwestern in Chicago um, mm -hmm. uh, of these great African artifacts from Mali. So I actually, yeah, people yeah. did their like multicultural study and paid attention to, I don't know, the global, global middle ages. <laughs> like I'm, be, I'm always <laughs> being told I ought to, and I don't enough. They would know what he was talking about. I mean, he knows more yeah. than, you know, clearly the people in the media who are talking to him, but also apparently, you know, any anybody in, in the elite, uh, you know, lettered classes who should be paying attention to these sorts of things. Mm. Is this because we've all abandoned the middle, uh, the med medieval? Is this oh, because of everybody in the West has abandoned the Middle Ages? Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, there is there is a subculture in my field of medievalists who are you know pounding, battering the the rest of us over the heads of for claiming that we hadn't been paying attention. Um, but I say mm -hmm. it's because, as you and I have talked a lot about, right? We don't actually, when we study the Middle Ages, we're never conscious of the Christian. Um, uh, cross-cultural yeah. context and it again it seems like yay is either artistically or historically i'm not always totally clear um but that he keeps pointing to the fact that you know africa was christian one of the so 
we're going to get to our next interlocutor, right? We've, 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 we've spent a good time building up why we're so interested in Ye and what we want to do with this. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems to have, well, um, offended some, some members of another community, one of whom I only know about because, well, he was on uh, you know, these, these podcasts that I only watch when Milo's on, <laughs> um, that Ari Shafir was on Legion of Skanks, back in May, 2019 with, yes, Milo, who tried to drown him. No, wait, no, wait, is he trying to drown him or, or, or give him wine? (laughs) I think I, I think I need some more of my black girl magic Riesling, um, to, 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 to mimic what Milo is doing for Yari, which is giving him a drink. (laughs) Pouring the bottle straight into his mouth. Pouring the bottle straight into his mouth, which of course they are joking at the time, right? This is Milo, Milo, the, the, whatever he is um the dangerous right winger right and, and and how can you be mm-hmm. on legion of skanks with big j okerson luis gomez and dave smith they had a lot they got a lot of flack back in 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 2019 about having milo on mm. it's funny that isn't it <laughs> and there's ari for some reason his hands in a wrist brace or something at that point i forget what the i the thing is Okay, I studied Yay over the last month. I I have not studied Yari, our God Yari. Now I'm saying Yari Ari, Yay Ari. We're gonna say, we're gonna they're gonna be one. Be the acoustics. It all blazes. By together. the end of this episode, they're just gonna be Yari. Yari. <laughs> Yari. Yari. Yes. Okay. Um. Annie is saying the lion. The, the lion. The lion. We're gonna have one great one great lion. So the one most significant thing I have learned about Ari Shafir, I think this is right up there with basically brands him forevermore as my homeboy, which is he and I share the same birthday. <laughs> That's I, I have I've had this effect once when I looked at Brett Kavanaugh, who also has the same birthday. Um Brett Kavanaugh and I actually share the same birth date. Right. It's like, you know, I could, I, the same year and everything, but Ari and I were both born on February 12th. So there you go. Along with Abraham Lincoln and Darwin for what it's worth. Right. So, so that to me, um, uh, marks him as, as great. Right. The other thing is, of course, you can learn absolutely everything you need to know about Ari's life story from his, the, um, great, uh, YouTube special he just posted on November 2nd with the prophetic or resonant or completely telling or very helpful, useful title to us, Jew. <laughs> and um, I, I did share this into my Telegram channel and I got like some of my my chat going, ooh, he's gross, he uses bad words. He, 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 he you know, he's, he's uh, I, what I should have recorded what they said. Um, they didn't want to watch because the first thing he launches into is a retelling of Adam and Eve, it's a little rude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with the front oh, butt. But. <laughs> <laughs> I've now so watched right. it through twice, right? And it's like it was pretty, it was, it was, it was pretty funny. startling and it hilarious the first time through. But oh man, so you know, as he describes, he grew up Orthodox, not just Jewish, right? He grew up Orthodox. Yep. Went yep. to therefore, you know, Hebrew school, fifteen thousand dollars a year for his entire childhood goes to as he i he his patter is very good because he knows how to translate very nicely he goes to seminary or yeshiva right so he goes to proper yeshiva in jerusalem and then has to tell his orthodox father that no 
it's he's like 19 or 20 or whatever it's like he's, he's he's been trained up as as orthodox his entire childhood and then he says no dad i i want i want to say the alliteration is very good but i'm not sure i really want myself out there on camera saying it and that anatomical jokes to drunk drunk people <laughs> to be a stand-up comedian instead right and and there is a so he's he's trying to translate his own understanding of what it was growing up orthodox for these goy audiences he does a nice long riff on why goy is not a term of endearment mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i think it, it what was it his phrasing was we're all various shades of goy <laughs> yes and then yeah. you know so you, <laughs> jews, jews are racist because but 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 are jews are, are they racist or not that they basically judge the rest of the world on IQ and income. <laughs> he it he has taken every stereotype and you talk about yay no. making White Lives Matter shirts. You got to watch Aries no. newest special. It's intense. Oh, it's like it's it's probably one of the best things I've seen in years. Years like the the just samurai precision of exactly like what the culture is and uh like just how freaking hilarious it must have been growing up in that world with all of these expectations on you and then just telling your dad no i'm an atheist and i'm gonna go and tell bad jokes <laughs> in, in bars to drunk people like um i he's i he I, I had i had when milo was pouring wine down his throat i had no idea right that he's a great stand-up comedian absolutely yeah, absolutely great yeah. this was a beautiful beautiful production and there's also i mean i have some pictures later right now i'm just showing ari um the the set design they did for this show is beautiful right there's all these candles which mm -hmm. i think has you know just like yay with his shirts right there's a lot of like yeah, i mean yeah. one there's layers in the candles which are quite beautiful and also you know that there's a a, a a sequence in it when he's talking about hanukkah which is not in fact their ma their major festival we knew that it's you know in Maccabees where the lights stay, the candles stay lit or the, the oil lamp stays on. It's like, that's it. Our miracle is, is that right. Um, that, uh, sorry, I've lost my tr train of thought. I started thinking about these beautiful candles. <laughs> it's, it's mm. like, well, and another like invoking of religion, you know, another one yes. of these artists that's invoking religion in their, uh, in their art and doing something completely new with it. Well, so what's interesting is Ye realizes he's doing something spiritual and Ari claims throughout this show, which is, you know, pretty rude because he's a stand-up comedian and that's his, his, his forte at the moment, claims to be not religious anymore. And by the end of it is saying, you know, I want you to go and examine your own religions and see what he's, he, his riff on Catholics is, is I think quite powerful. <laughs> Wait, but 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 the thing is, the only thing he seems to know about Catholics is the problem with the sex abuse scandal with the priesthood, right? Mm -hmm. Literally nothing else. He doesn't seem to use anything else about Christianity except for oh, Jesus walked on water and and oh no, he does have a riff on what Baptists are like in the rivers and stuff like that. But there's a, I mean, I I would like to talk to Ari if that were possible, guys. You know. We know people in my orbit seem to be in touch with occasionally some of these guys. Bless you. 
Um, Send a text message. I, you know, give me the text. Give me somebody. Get me these. The, <laughs> I want the numbers. Right. So Ari's he he hasn't been talking. He hasn't been talking to Orthodox Christians. I it's, it's clearly, obvious. Apparently not. He's, no... he's talking to secular people. Yeah. Or maybe I don't know. Yeah. It's it's hard to say. Well, so so this is the thing, right? So uh, he's he's going he's going through this magnificent overview of rabbinical Judaism, and contrasting it with his understanding of Christianity, which seems to me a Christianity which is divorced from the temple tradition. Uh, yeah, very much so. He doesn't, but most people don't know that, right? Most people don't know what we've yes. been talking about in the the Mosaic Ark version of things. But what he's kind of doing and what yay is kind of doing have that crossover i think so yes go ahead go ahead yeah sorry well um the the stage setup of ari's special you know candles immediately it recalls an ancient church prior to the electric lights what did we do we lit it up candles um and this kind of uh, understanding of, uh, you know, what we have to do as a people in order to reconnect to God, in order to offer sacrifices for our sins and this kind of uh, atonement process. So he had that uh, overview of, of the kind of uh, state of Hebrews and how they're going to do all of this without the temple in really funny ways. You know, he's talking about the chicken and the goldfish and everything. Ye's talking about being Jew, which everybody freaked out about immediately because they're looking at Christianity without this temple tradition in the back of their minds. Yet, if you are considering Christianity with the temple tradition being the basis of apostolic Christianity, what Ye was saying made perfect sense. So this is the kind of, uh, for me, in this, in this moment, this was a moment where in the culture now we have to start talking about temple tradition, what that meant for the Israelites on the whole and what it meant for uh the people that have uh, been brought into Christendom and then what Christendom became, which is the West. It's very interesting that Kanye's last name is West. <laughs> mm, <isn't it? laughs> and all those children, his children's names, Psalms West. I mean, it's like that, that, what does that mean? But the, but so the problem, so interestingly, those of you watching this may think, ah, they've just put together Kanye and 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 Ari in his in his Jew show, and this is a convenient juxtaposition for them to make certain points. Well, you know, of course, um, Ari on stage <laughs> a few weeks ago before his special aired, but presumably, I mean, it it, it clearly took a lot of editing, and, and there's a lot of great camera angles and stuff like that. So presumably, he'd already made it by the time this came out. But back in October, October twenty first, um, he's on stage in his baseball outfit 
um, at a stand-up comedian, and he's asking sort of what's out there in the news, and it's a, it, clearly it's towards the end of his set. I've just watched this little clip, and someone's saying, what's going on there, out there? And, and with someone in the audience tells him, Kanye West is full-on anti-Semitic. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm, I'm juxtaposing this with that paparazzi um, little interview that uh, Yai gave where he's he's showing his camera and it's the the chart with the owners of all the media companies. Oh, okay. yeah. Which are yep. red. What would Ari say to this? <laughs> what did Ari say to this? Can Can you remember? I think it was along the lines of, yeah, we'll just tell your, uh, well, see, so Ari says to you, so what do you mean he's anti-Semitic? It was so cool. It was, did you think this is the best six minutes you'll ever see? It's like nearly wiped out this whole, yeah. our whole live stream tonight because we just did it right in six minutes. It was completely <laughs> unrehearsed. It was. Yeah, that it was, was the other part of right the brilliant response to it. Okay. So, oh, wait, he's, he, you know, it's like, maybe I can do it. You know what? He, he, he was anti-Semitic and, 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 and Ari's like, you know, surprised as if, right. And, and cause yay has said stuff before. Right. This is this is literally not the first time any of this has come out. And it's certainly not news to those who know the black community that there's tensions. Right. And and, and of mm -hmm. course, you know, Ari, to his you know infinite credit, understood instantaneously the context that Ye is talking in, which neither. You know, Piers Morgan certainly didn't seem to, although he should because in his entertainment. Mm -hmm. Right. Tucker, you know, danced around it and, and stuff like that. It's like. Uh, you know, are are saying so he's gone from you know low key anti-Semitism to, to you know full blown anti-Semitism. What did he say? And it was like, oh, he said something. And and Ari's like, what he said something? Are you kidding me? <laughs> that? Why are we so worried about you know the words? Right? What about sticks and stones? Never hurts. Gas chambers will hurt me. Ari's words, right? Yeah. So let's let's keep these mm -hmm. things in perspective. And so so what did he say about? Um, the, the, I say, the, the audience fed it to him very sort of little pieces at a time, right? It's like, well, he said death, 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 death con. And, and then Ari played off this like that. Wasn't that the way that the way, you know, black Americans say TH? Don't they usually say deaf? Death? Oh, yeah. He's just doing he's just doing, you know, teaching black people how to say the hard TH. <laughs> OK, so what did he actually say? And he's like, oh, well, you know, he's going to go. Death, death, death con on the Jews, and and he's like, well, which Jews? This, this, which, which one? ones? He's like, and yep. and then you could see Ari. He's he's actually figured out what's going on, and he's going. He means his agents, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and then the the glorious like resolution of all of this. He stole my joke. I've been saying that for years. And then, yeah. and then I was like, you guys got, you really got to watch this. We'll, we'll link it. Um, it's, it's magnificent. He's saying, you know, Ari saying, Kanye, you know, Kanye West <laughs> is one of the great, greatest rap artists in, in the world. And he stole my joke. No. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he took my, it's just gone. Right. It's like, it's so, I, you know, I, I, I def, I would like to talk to both of them, but for the same reason, right. They are trying by way of their art and their comedy and their foolishness to break us. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like talk about breaking the fourth wall, right. To break us out of, I mean, there's yay making his, his Sunday services. Right. And there's, there's Ari 
saying, look, this stuff I grew up with is stranger than you thought. <laughs> um, if, if, if you don't know about the Orthodox Jewish community, it is stranger than you thought. And, it, you know, you got what... What the, well, we're going to have to tell them about the sin chicken, aren't we? But you know, the the, the, yeah. the you know, Orthodox put their sins on the chicken or the or the bread. Um, and you know, Catholics, you, you know, you confess to a rapist behind a counter. No, like, <laughs> <laughs> there's no filter on this. Um, in terms uh. of, and, and the thing is, I do disagree with Ari where he gets this. It's like all religions are going to end up with this weird stuff. That is our challenge, right? Mm. And I do think. Un, you know unflinchingly we that's what we're trying to address in, in these streams is there does come a point where we do have faith and we do see that jesus christ is our lord and we do believe that he you know he is the fulfillment of the prophecies and therefore we're going to disagree with ari but the, the that ari was able in six minutes to undo what nobody in the mass media of the yeah. branding <laughs> has been willing to even consider. He was talking about his agents. Well, uh, the, 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 yay, the that's that's why, and now I'm getting happily magicked up on my black girl magic recently. What <laughs> Yay says, I mean, there's one point, and I think in the, now I don't remember, oh golly, I don't remember which one it is. I think it's in the one with the drink champs, appropriately, saying, I'm jealous, mm. right? I'm jealous that, uh, yes. is it, it's a drink champs one, right? Yes. I'm jealous that the, 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 the Jewish people seem to stand up for each other in their own communities. Yeah. And we as black people need to stand up for our, each other. We need to take care of each other. We need to show it again, you know, and, and I, you know, I, to, to hit, to Ye's credit, I had never quite appreciated how important this was. I mean, I live in a black neighborhood. I live in, yeah. I'm surrounded by black owned businesses. Um, one of my former parishioners at a church I, the Episcopalian church I went used to go to was Carol Mosley Brown, who was the first African American senator. Black mm. is it black woman senator or just black? Anyway, she was one of the senators from Illinois for for our community, and she she's an entrepreneur now. She makes uh, tea. She has a tea business, and she also is a great supporter of. Um, there's a uh, art project in the neighborhood called Black Pearl. <laughs> and you know th this is a neighborhood where black businesses matter a lot right and yay is 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 to his infinite credit one he said the various things he said one is we black people need to keep take care of each other right you so say you're going to have irish americans and italian americans and polish americans that have cantius or sort of we also have a lot of yeah. Spanish that I should be able to say, um, you know, and we should, you know, black Americans should have a feeling of caring for each other. He said that, um, and I forgot the other thing he said, oh yes, he's lost all his money. And in the same interview, or was it the same interview with the, where he's holding up the phone? Um, he, he's saying, you know, I've, I've reconsidered the way in which I kept bragging about being so rich that I was the richest black man. Yeah. And God took it away from me. I kept saying mm -hmm. that, and God took all that money away from me. I mean, if you want to, if you want him to apologize, he's acknowledged his own self-aggrandizement as a feature of what's going on here. In his, so we're going to give, we're going to take away mm -hmm. now. Oh yes, this is um, so on, on the Piers Morgan thing. We have. 
never mind what, you know, the kind of jokes that Ari makes in this stand-up that YouTube is certainly not going to take down, right? It's like, you know, worth the front <laughs> the front butt that you that you um, have intercourse with, Adam, is the least of the things that he says. Um, and and the Piers Morgan interview with um, with Ye had to have contains moderately strong language, like excuse me, but I'm going to do it, and then Milo will be mad at me because I'm a girl and I'm not the mom and I'm not supposed to use this language on camera. But for goodness sake, you're labeling Ye with contains moderately strong language, and you're he's an artist. Ari's going to be able to say whatever he likes in this candlelit. Um, you know, extravaganza, and he's not going to get labeled contains moderately strong language. You know, you want an example of racism? I think we just saw one. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty fair. <laughs> and you people wonder, you people wonder why I get so mad when you diss my city and my neighborhood, for goodness sake. Mm. Mm. Well, I'm gonna take this away. I'm gonna other... give them both a nice, nice look. There's Ari's teaking and and Yay smiling, and now we're happy again. I'm gradually revealing to you the candles. <laughs> oh, they're the coming, out. coming out! Beautiful. The candles are coming out. Um. Well, this is this is the thing. It's like who has control over English? We're having gang wars over who gets to control the English language now. Whose definitions are acceptable? Whose definitions are going to be the most commonly used, etc. Um, you know, a lot of people on uh, Telegram they'll insult Ebonics. Ari said y uh, Yiddish is Ebonics for Jews. <laughs> yeah. Understanding that it's that possession of your own uh your own dialect that really defines you like get that that kind of feature of like how, how you carve out linguistic identity it's that i own the language that is rolling off my tongue and the both of them are trying to do it one gets a content warning the other one is <clears throat> free to go which is why i said i don't like speaking english because at the moment that we're at in the culture wars or in Western history, I don't think anyone is really aware of who owns the rights over dialect formation anymore. Well, so that when you're speaking about that one, I, I, I know there's, there's great studies of black English. I mean, Ebonics or, or, or whatever. Mm. And, and um, I mean, one of the, one I read in college, which was a great study of black consciousness. Now I've forgotten the title, the proper title. And he said, but music, right? It's like that I want to, again, it's like, I'm thinking of all of these conversations I'd like to have with Ye. And, and I don't, it's like, I don't even know how I do it. Cause I don't want to be Tucker Carlson. I obviously don't want to be Piers Morgan in this. I can't be Nori and DJ and I don't want to be Lex. So it's like, who am I? White woman, professor or artist, right? And I'm like baby artist <laughs> compared to him. Um, but the, the, the sort of, beauty and poetry of of black um singing i mean it's like what turned into our music industry obviously which yes. i mean e michael jones has talked yes. about that you know jewish agents were very much in the mix 
in the development of jazz as yeah. a particular commercial enterprise. I mean, the branding problem is huge. It's like we're, so we're going to take, yes. and th this is this is interesting. Okay, so we need to, we, we've we really built this all up. So you got all the candles burning behind us now, right? So we're going to wrap it all into one big, you know, it might take us a while. Um, the bonfire. The bonfire, <laughs> the great bonfire. Guess what song Ari plays at the end of his special called Jew. It's Louis Armstrong's Go Down Moses. And yep. Ye has spoken specifically about that, saying he wants to be, I mean, he said things like, you know, Moses stuttered, right? Which is true. Yes. You know, maybe I'm not speaking perfectly. I mean, I was a little sleepy and I'm tweeting this and stuff like that. I, I like Aries' version of it better, but, um, you know, Moses was imperfect. He stuttered. He had, you know, the Lord had to give him what to speak. Yeah, he's talked a lot about. It. He's like, here we are. the 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 Israelites were the slaves. Well, Ari's talking mm -hmm. about that too. I mean, he makes some jokes yes. about it. It's like well, you'd have them when you could be in Africa, and you'd have other people to be slaves. Wait, you know, oh, that was, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's I mean, they're both talking about the problem of like Moses freeing the slaves. Who are the yep. slaves? Who are the slaves? That's where it, that's where it crosses over. It's it it it's an it's an Egyptian problem. We're back to Egypt. Yo, we're back in Egypt. We're back with the Egyptian problem. I I had this potentially. It's a comment that got circulated in my Telegram. Something about you know, don't you know all of these BS religions are stolen from Negro Africans, Egyptians? Oh yeah, and it's I saw like that. this. Oh. This is like these sort of layers of you know the BS. It's like yes, it all comes from Egypt. We knew that, but. Yeah. In in all of these marvelous layers of, I so one of the things Ari said in the when the audience is telling him about what Ye had said, um, you know, oh, you know, he did something with Candace Owens, and 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 she, he's like, oh, she's an Ethiopian Christian or black something. Hebrew. Black Hebrew. Yeah. No, no, he said Black Hebrew next, but for, the first thing he said about Candace was she's Ethiopian, and I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 he knows, he knows. <laughs> Because <laughs> Candace Ethiopia, right? It's like he went straight to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because he knows. He knows. I mean, this is That's... this is what the joke, the, the funny thing about Aries stand-up is it's the Bible, right? It's like, we're going to talk yeah. about the Bible. That's how he opens it, yeah. right? We're going to talk about the Bible tonight. And then yep. show you how, you know, Orthodox Judaism is not, in fact, in the Bible. There's all sorts of things that are, are not part of the Bible. It's the it's the Talmud and the and the... The um, with the, the Mishnah and the Gemara, and and talking mm -hmm. about how they train. I mean, the Orthodox training is in reading the Talmud and debating the ham soups. And debating the ham soups. Well, and liking loopholes. I mean, it's like for goodness. And yeah. at one point, he asked people to like name your favorite favorite stereotypes, and he's like, "Yeah, all true, but you know." <laughs> I mean, the the funny thing is, it's like I get I'm a white woman. I mean, I'm also Scots Irish and Presbyterian and an academic and, you know, a certain age. And we are our stereotypes at certain points. We and, and Ari, obviously, is he's playing off of all of those for comedy. But I think mm -hmm. also to I mean, my sense was and maybe yay, I don't know about yay so much, but Ari, he's purposely using all of these stereotypes to diffuse them.
it's like, yeah, we're that. We, we, you know, we've, we've married each other a lot. So we look alike. Mm. He used stronger language. Yeah. <laughs> Considerably. <laughs> but this, this is the kind of thing, like when I, you know, I, I was, I was shit posting so much this morning. Because there was another one that another meme that came up. Someone screenshot something and sent it to me, and it was like, um, you know, everyone thinks ancient Egyptians like African pharaohs enslaving African Hebrews. Ancient Egypt was whack, y'all. It's like, yeah, yeah, but why is this so controversial? This is this strange phenomenon that I think everyone's kind of kicking at now. Yay's kicked at it. This. A mind-blowing idea that people that can look the same can treat each like slaves and enslave each other. This has been, uh, from what I can see, kind of eliminated from the American conversation. Because it's, where the real Jews, where are the real Hebrews? Not those ones. These ones look this way. They don't look the, you know, they're, they're, they don't look right. Because everybody's thinking in the sense of it must have been one race enslaving another another race. This is not how the ancient world would have been looking at right. it at all. Um, and this uh, obsession over who was slaving and who was the enslaved and who gets to decide, you know, who gets to claim both of those kinds of uh, feats or tragedies and, and, and who is uh, policing uh, other tribes or other peoples from being able to discuss their own history of enslavement and also enslaving other people. It's a really uncomfortable conversation to have. Right. Well, that's, so this is when, when Ye is talking to Lex, I, I mean, I, you know, it's like the same slavery, mm. the black American story has been made, you know, coterminous with slavery, right? It's the Venn diagram yes. of slavery. It's like your roots and nothing else. And, and it's yep. interesting that for the, the Jewish Americans in particular, and my colleague, Peter Novick wrote a book about this. You can't talk about anything but the Holocaust. Mm. And, and both of those stories, in fact, I think interestingly develop in the current conversation the way they do at the same time right it's roots and holocaust they were miniseries <laughs> mm. talking about media problem there are miniseries that played in the 70s so i watched both of them growing up right roots was a big deal it was a, this big you know we watched it was like four episodes or something and you know, it's like we, a whole country watched and the holocaust one i i can't it, i think it came out the same year as star wars I mean, my, my big thing was Jesus Christ, uh, Jesus of Nazareth, right? So written written by mm. Anthony Burgess of Joycey and Fame, and we'll, we'll, you know, have to talk about that again. But that, that we have, we've been talking about the branding, and we're talking about the problem when people go outside their boxes. And, yep. you know, Arius talking about the problem of, he's talking about, he very specifically describes it as a very closed-in community, right? That they didn't know what was going on outside of, their orthodox neighborhoods as they were growing up mm -hmm. and so they were startled when they they learned certain things he make he makes jokes about bacon and, and things like that but but it it is clear mm -hmm. that 
I mean, from from kind of an Amish experience. Yeah, he says it's like it's Amish, right? It's like mm. it's, it's and and mm-hmm. they don't growing up in those those particular neighborhoods. I forgot, I've lost my train of thought there. I just had two trains to run into each other, like a like a like a meme. You got to help me out of this. My, my we've got we've got roots oh, we've got right. holocaust the, 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 we've got the, nobody origin, gets to, nobody gets to mythology. get out of their stories right you're you're not yeah. A, yeah. so and i think that's what yay is responding to with this it's like we we've been taught history to keep us in our boxes stop mm. being in those boxes learn to and he's drawing lex something about you know a new living condition or something i mean he's, he's going to do the ecosystems <laughs> uh, right the poet the poetry of the engineer um, and it's like, we need to stop telling ourselves these stories, the history that in fact keeps us from seeing ourselves as human. Mm. And I would say, of course, in, you know, in the larger story of humanity, which has its tragedies on all sides, but that, you know, insofar as you're using the forgive and forget, right. Insofar as you're using history to permanently, and this is the word that we haven't gotten to, but which was actually going to be the original title of this episode, perpetuate the trauma economy. Let's talk about that. Um. <laughs> I, I chase that Jesus is king and already talking to his audience. We'll leave it at that for a second. What is, right. what is perpetuating the trauma economy? Why do both of them talk about it? I, I, I did Ari use those terms. I, the yeah. thing is, I, yay is definitely use that. It's like we are, when talking to Lex, he's talking about the trauma economy and the way in which, um, Disney uses it it's like we're all, and I did write this down that we all, we're all orphans of capitalism because you, you go to see Bambi, Bambi's mother dies. And that means that it's all the ice cream that you get off of that, you know, trauma and yep. that, and that yep. we are perpetually traumatized. I mean, I, you know, I, I see, I do see that this is what Ye is trying to break black Americans out of and what he's saying is you're you're living off that trauma and you're aborting your babies it's like Mm. Planned Parenthood more it's more babies but abortion is the major black killer yeah he said the most dangerous place in the world for a black child is in his mother's womb his word right Mm. well I mean this is the this is the other thing it's it's uh the trauma economy and then you've got the, the the origin stories of two different peoples and what that means for them if it's if right. if it is anchored in uh traumatic mythology which is interesting from the perspective of the african israelites because this is not the case of their origin story. It's that, you know, uh, you tell the story of the Exodus, which is God drawing us out of enslavement into the liberty of the, the, the service of the tabernacle and bringing us to the promised land. That's the foundational myth of Israel. It's not traumatic. It's anti-trauma. But Ye is describing this uh, psychological anchor of black America in being described as 
slaves and describing themselves as ex-slaves and therefore he's saying we don't have museums to Mansa Musa for example Ari did the same thing he's describing the discussion amongst his his people the orthodox jewish community and saying how we you know we're always talking about surviving we're never talking about you know how we've done anything that is a conquest or you know we we're not winning we're surviving right. so there's a kind of parallel story in both situations which is not israelite that's that's what i find quite shocking it's like they're the foundational mythology of Israel is not survival. It's the conquest of the God of the Hebrews over Pharaoh, over the, over the Egyptian system, bringing us out of that slavery and pulling us into the promised land, which isn't, which then know, they have the to actually fight. No, thing. they have to fight the Canaanites for it. So that's not quite so simple, but <laughs> no, but I mean, in, in the sense that the, the, the ego of Pharaoh is, is conquered right. by this like miraculous, you know, plagues of Egypt. And then he finally relinquishes them. And then they have to walk through the, the, the Red Sea that's parted. And, you know, it's like, it's, it's phenomenal. Um, the, yeah, but I know what you're saying. Um, so yeah, there's this there's this discussion on okay, what mythology we're telling about ourselves? What's the origin story story that we're we're stuck mm-hmm. in? Um, and then both of them, in their own way, saying, okay, hold on, we're stuck in an origin story which kind of sucks. We're describing ourselves as oppressed only. We're describing ourselves as surviving only, and not anything else. Okay, what does that mean? Well, I think it's. I mean, it's not just I. So I have a deep. I have a it's it's a trauma economy that is being used to control them hmm. and i mean yay is you know it's like show it's i changed the picture now we have the back the a demons all the demons let him know this is a mission not a show and then ari in front of his candles right so we actually mm-hmm. see it's like so ari whatever who he, he credits one of his friends who helped them with this the set right but that's is this is a this is an altar or it's a burning Right, it's a sacrifice. It's something, and then and Ye is doing his things on these grassy hills, and I know there's a lot. It's whatever they're doing, we're gonna have to unpack all of that that imagery there. But both peoples, both the Orthodox, which you know, Ari just we talked about the sin chicken. We've got to talk about the sin chicken. You know, both of them are being are using forms of trauma to keep people within the community, and. Mm-hmm. The horror of, I mean, talk about gatekeepers, right? It's like, if you give up on that trauma, if you stop, if you actually have babies, if you actually recognize, you know, that, you know, the, the Planned Parenthood is not your friend, um, what, you know, women, right? Do not, do not think that Planned Parenthood is being your friend in any, in any sense. It is enslaving you with the trauma of killing your child for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And the, I mean, the specific thing. So Ari tells the story about the the chickens that are apparently they do it up in Skokie and in Chicago too. But you know, in the, in the very Orthodox communities, you need to do something with your sins at Yom Kippur. So you 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 pray them off and then put them onto something else. And I I do want to know where this goes with the the idea of the crucifixion and the the sacrifices and things like that because we understand that Christ bears our sins. 
Yeah. Uh, but with the chickens, they they pray them off. The chicken takes them, and then the chicken is guilty, and you kill the chicken, and then give it to p the poor people to eat. Yeah. <laughs> you say, is this real? <laughs> yes. Well, I've you know I've actually read about it as an actual part of their religious practice. So I guess he's describing it accurately. I mean, he he's the one who went to yeshiva and learned about the 160th rule of the ham. So yep. um, that you are, you know, why is this sort of horrible sacrifice, sacrificial practice? Um, sacrifice always comes into it. And I do, I, it's like, I was thinking about what pictures to put up with this. I didn't want to do any joke, any, mm. any jokes other than the ones that were internal to the, <laughs> the, the show um you know exactly what the crucifixion means in the in contrast with these trauma economies because i think when the forgive and forget is christ yeah. is on the cross and says father forgive them they know what they do so he's taking our sins on he is taking all of that sin and the crucifixion is a you know is traumatic to meditate on it's what mel gibson does right we've seen a lot of memes of mel gibson talking to yay jokingly right now <laughs> somebody has to take on all the sins right jesus jesus takes on all the sins and bears them for the world and mm -hmm. forgives us for our you know the, the immediate their medieval devotions of uh you know all like the there's one that's um christ surrounded by all these implements of work right when you're not observing the sabbath and you, you're all crucifying him all the time we as the sinners which means everybody except for mary um crucify christ because we are the ones bear putting all of those sins onto them and into him and he carries them for us and then is is reborn as a, a re, you know comes back to life as king because he's taken them on mm -hmm. jesus is king Yes, of the Jews. Of the Jews. Which is which yes. is what Yai keeps saying. It's like it's like it says that in John. He's king of the Jews, and Pilate and they say, "No, no, take that off." And Pilate says, "What I have written, I have written." Right. So it's there on the banner in the three languages of Hebrew, Greek, and and Latin. This is the king of the Jews. So he's burying your sins. He's taking everything onto himself. Yep. Which is another thing. Why is it so radical that that Ye is saying I am Jew in this case? Well, because people don't. I mean, there's, you know, we'll do another. We'll. This is the long term arc. All of our episodes, the recognition that when the New Testament says it fulfills the prophecies that when Jesus tells the apostles on the road to Emmaus that that is what the meaning of all those scriptures is. He means it. And therefore, we are the ones, we are the people of Christ, and he is the king of, of the Jews. So when when Ye is saying that, I am Jew, I am, he's also saying I'm Christian, right? But the Christians and, and, and are the fulfillment of Israel. The new Israel. Well, the, re the renewed Israel. Right. It's it's the yes. it's the reformed yeah. it's 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 the rebirth of the people. Yes. 
So this like this takes us back then to why uh, talking to Christians that think like this becomes difficult for modernity and people like Piers Morgan, yeah, who may not think in this frame. To conceptualize somebody thinking that this is reality, which the apostles did, and I mean, I can speak for myself, but you know, as a Coptic Orthodox Christian, this is how we think. Right. We are Israel. Um, the the attack then on oh you can't take that term and apply it to yourself. This doesn't belong to you, and therefore there's this incredible anger at somebody who's saying no, I'm Semite, I'm Jew. Uh, it's it's a frame problem. It's a frame problem. Because for the for the for the Coptic Orthodox world, for the Christian Orthodox world, they have this very strong sense that there is a complete integration of the the Israelite people into the population that adopted Christianity, mm-hmm. and that the presence of Orthodoxy in Africa is impossible without the Hebrews being a part of the establishment of the church and the evangelization of the African people. It just doesn't happen without Hebrew. So it's like trying to describe this to Westerners sounds very weird. But when I'm hearing Ye say it, I go, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Right. He, he sounds like a cop. That makes perfect sense. People are getting aggressive because they're like, no, this is not it. This is, you, you're stealing an identity. Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't belong to you. In the Coptic world, we have this very clear understanding that even the liturgy itself wouldn't exist without St. Mark, the Levite, right? who was an African Levite, bringing it into Egypt. And then that liturgy being distributed amongst the, the Israelites of the Nile region. So it's just, it's a, it's a kind of moment where I, I picked up on something else Ari Shafir mm. said too when he was talking about sin chickens. <laughs> and he, you guys got to watch he, this, this stand up. It's, it's amazing. He, he really he really goes there oh it's magnificent but he kind of muddles uh, mutters under his breath when he's describing the practices oh you know it's just like some kind of like north african weirdness <laughs> voodoo very quickly does he use the word voodoo yeah. I think he does yes um and i thought ah oh, there it is you know there's the mm. link because it's not a geographical thing uh in terms of where we exist now in the modern world, in the vending machine mm-hmm. world, in that ancient world, that's like where, that's where the church is planted. That's where all of these practices are, uh, are done. And so even Ari describing this, he's like, yeah, it's some crazy North African thing. So I, it, it's just, it kind of like this repeating theme of, um, the world that the Israelites inhabited in the ancient times and then how the themes are not going to disappear. It's embedded in the mythology and it's going to keep popping out until people uh, in the West can comfortably deal with it within the frame of the ancient church. Because if they're, uh, if they're looking at someone like Ye and reading what he's writing, <laughs> listening to what he's saying, in that frame, 
uh, in the Western frame, they'll never understand it properly. Well, the, I mean, what we've said is that whatever they'll the West, understand. I mean, it's interesting, his name is West, right? That the mm. Western, the Western, the Western the, this Western frame means the vending machine. It means this mm. corporation, it means this branding, it means, you know, the, 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 the stay in your box so we can buy and sell you, literally. I mean, the, the sort of slavery, I mean, I, it's, it's the, you know, the, indeed both Ari and Ye have talked about the need for freeing their people. Uh, and th there's a, you know, yeah. there's a, a long riff in Ari's stand up on what it's like to come out of Egypt and, and what that means. And here's Ye saying, you know, I'm Moses, I'm trying to bring my people out of this commercial enslavement that we've, we've been in. Mm -hmm. Back at one point, I was, you were talking about the the you know sort of the Moses, right? It's it's interesting that back when we had the Catholic code, when you couldn't say all that rude language on in movies, we had things like oh I don't know Charleston Heston and the Ten Commandments, <laughs> um, and I, I I spent last you know Christmas last year watching a lot of you know the nineteen fifties like, sword and sandal epics and said what happened to all our movies like that. I mean, we used we used we used to have movies. The one thing I'll be kind of nostalgic about, right? The entertainment industry, corrupt as it was all along, because stardom and celebrity and money and and things like that. We did actually used to have some of this mythological vocabulary in our media, and it's you know Mel Gibson keeps trying to bring it back <laughs> at at that at that rich level at that deep level of can we get it at the 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 um symbolic resonances that the mm. medieval used to think in and as you and I have explored many times across these these videos um across across the mediterranean north and south europe you know northern europe to coptic egypt and ethiopia it's, it was not a racial racialized in any of the ways that the vending machine has tried to racialize us. So that you have to be black, you have to be white, you have to, you know, fight each other for Black Lives Matter or White Lives Matter. I mean, Ye has also pointed out his, you know, his children are <laughs> with Kim, who's white, in American vocabulary for the in moment. American, right. um, if they're trying to break us up racially like this, they're trying to buy and sell us. And it's exactly what Owen has talked about in terms of slavery. The, all of us yes. end up slaves to the corporations at this rate. Pirate, yeah. be pirates and stand up to the East India Company, for goodness sake. Hmm. Yeah, people, people are... are uh, at that at that point now where they want a different mythology i think mm. the, the desperate that's why they're trying to recreate the meaning of everything we do want we do, i mean this is i get why this 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 black girl wine is quite strong Black, it's black or magic, and I've I've got I've got I've, I've got the, 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 the magic is the working juice. on me, and I'm I'm having trouble not going into dream world. Um, we want a new mythology. This is why people end up fighting over things like um, the Lord of the Rings and the story mm. that they want to be in, and the you know the Amazon Rings of Power, which seems to have vanished, evaporated, and the uh, that that it matters to be able to see people see yourself in these stories. So I mean, do we want if you want the uh, 
the great story of Pentecost and all the peoples coming together of all races and nationalities and, and languages. Just read Acts, which yep. contains the same story as Queen Candace's eunuch and um, the you know fulfillment of the prophecy of Isaiah. It really all was, you know, the Christian mythology is the coming together of all of these, you know, glorious, here's, here's I've got yays performance i don't know what this was from it's got you know the album cover and then the, the in fact what ari's full stage looked like with the candles and the light oh, and yeah. the we are so yearning to be in this light and in this story and in this glorious celebration of god as our maker which is why mm. in fact ari's jokes about the front butt are a little much <laughs> And it it's and the world wants to keep us from it. Mm. They want us. They want us in packages and that you can buy and sell, and not in the glory that we are created for. Mm. Idols, not icons. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, idols are dead and cannot speak or live. And they wanted yay mm. as an idol that they could buy and sell. And Adidas wanted that. I mean, Adidas was liter founded by literal Nazis, so hilarious that they dropped yay. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the Wikipedia entry. They were founded by literal Nazis. Um and then and then Ari manages to make a joke about JP Morgan being Nazis because they're canceling him just like the Swiss banks canceled the Jews. You know, the, yep. the sort of don't don't you know and this to take us back to what Jonathan Peugeot taught me to look for. I mean, Jonathan talks all the time about the way inversions happen, right? Owen Owen mm. unauthorized bears people talk about talks about that too. It's like these things flip the inversions. Look at the way all of these stories have been flipped on us so that we are mm. at odds with each other with the people who should be our brothers. We are, you know, worried about skin color in a way that is irrelevant to our, you know, being made in the image and likeness of God. Mm. Well, the uh, the color problem disappears the closer that your uh, the closer that people will look to the African slave trade, the more the color disappears. The color problem disappears very quickly. <laughs> As I was posting this morning, because uh, I couldn't help myself. I had to to get ready for the show. Today. Well, now that now that we've warmed up on this, maybe we should we should continue the history lessons in, in those vein. And yeah, I mean it's interesting. So the color palette in both of these these sort of stage shots is very blue and yellow. These these mm. some wonderful primary oppositions in the color wheel. Contrast. Yeah. Well, um, yay, he mentioned Mansa Musa, who was an Islamic ruler of Mali, 
or the Malian Empire. But this this is the the kind of gray area that I like to point to a lot. See, the Islamic world interrupts these categories of black and white in very uncomfortable mm. ways. And what constitutes a Semite and what isn't a Semite, that is a very different conversation in the Islamic world than what it is in North America. So this morning I've been posting <laughs> one of my favorite genres of history, which is the black sultans of the Indian Ocean. Uh, it's a kind of contrast to uh, what people think slavery looked like in the ancient world, what African slavery looked like. Right. And, uh, you know, I've talked about this with you a lot, but uh, it seems a missing element to the conversation in the West now that the oligarchy of those trading systems didn't function with the same color line that they did in the North American continent. One drop was non-applicable, didn't mm. exist. Um, and the people that were called Arabs and who called themselves Arabs to like modern Western, uh, modern Westerners, they appear no different to what Kanye West does in dress only. Their, pig their pigmentation is no different. They look like black Africans but they referred to themselves as Arabs. Mm. And these were the ones that were running the slave trade across the Indian Ocean. Right. That is a bit of a shocking thing because they're Semites. They speak Semitic language. They refer to themselves as Arabs, which of course are Semites. And they were very much uh, of the opinion of themselves as being Arabian and uh, they held their society together with this patriarchal system so that you didn't inherit slavery from from uh, from either parent as long as your Islamic freeborn father was your mm. father. So, um, yeah, I I had to mention that while we're while we're talking about this topic today because the the rest of the world, the Oriental world, uh, isn't scared to discuss this. It's only Westerners that are that, that seem nervous to have these kinds of conversations on who is Semite. But in the Indian Ocean, that wasn't a color line. That was a patriarchal status. Well, I think I so, so can... I think because and Ari refers to this his family's from Romania. And mm, Lex yes. talked about how his family is from Russia. Yes. And the you know the sort of argument around anti-Semitism definitely develops in the 19th century as a as a part of the Zionist movement with Herschel. Mm. Right. And I haven't I haven't okay. reviewed all of this. But I think this is again, Ari makes this joke in the in the in the thing, saying that meeting um Jews in Syria, they don't have they don't have the victim mentality of the Europeans because they didn't have the Holocaust there. <laughs> and so they're completely different. Right. And, and yeah. I think yeah, this, this is that in the Anglophone world, I've got my dog Drake rapping in the background. What are you talking about? 
Shush. <laughs> He's named Drake after, well, Wales, but since we're talking about rappers. And you realize that in that, that picture I showed at the beginning with... Um, Jonathan, he's in the Drake template of the, you know, yes and no. Um, anyway, seriously, kiddo, shush. He, he, he wants to go out and meet the, pos the possum that was in the backyard last night. So there's possums. Um, that, that the American conversation is, it, it's simplified and caricatured on so many levels. That as you're saying, we don't understand the African complexity we don't understand Aries saying we don't understand the the jewish complexity whatever you know from whatever perspective yes. um you know i would say as we've said in previous episodes we don't understand even the you know english speaking complexity because we don't understand all of the different nations that are the na different sub nations that come out of the different english colonies it's only the mm -hmm. vending machine that benefits from this this yes. branding this idolatry. And I like that you say it's idolatry because we want to make idols that are dead that we can buy and sell rather than living mm -hmm. icons of Christ, which is what Ye keeps saying he is Jew, a living icon yep. of Christ. Yep. That's that's like that. This is the this is the controversy now. Do we want to be idols or do we want to be icons? Do we want to stay in the vending machine or do you want to worship bread as God? Obviously, it's not bread; it's a blessed Eucharist. But you know, <laughs> what do we want? What do we want? Yep. Yep. Well, that's a good place to stop. Um, so we have we have a few comments. The bears are in there. Father Bear, hello, Father Bear. Buzzsaw Bear, you left and came back, I think. Um, Father Bear, self-censorship is taught and restricts thought and critical thinking. Yes. And that's that's what the trauma economy is. I think we're going to have to do another episode on the gaslighting and the trauma economy because that's kind of in the background yeah. of all of this. But that you are trained to distrust your own experience. I mean, Ari is trying to talk about that um, in the... The way I mean, when he's making jokes about turning the lights on and off, and and the Shabbos Goy and and things like that, he's saying, and 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 his end before he plays the Louis Armstrong, he says, "Question everything, do your research, and then something rude," um, but it has to do with rainbows. Uh, that we we are in the West conditioned by this trauma economy, and it's not only Black Americans; it's not only. Um, Jews of American or European or other, it's all of us are trained to be in the the vending machine, and obviously that's a big theme for us. Rachel Besselbeer, Rachel, what do you know about Zoroastrianism? Is it Christian adjacent? That's another topic. <laughs> well, we'll get we'll get to Augustine and his Manichaeanism and 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 the problem there, and and that's that is complicated. So maybe you you always can. Tell me in Social Galactic or on Telegram other themes that you'd like us to be exploring. But but yeah, that'll that'll come up. Buzzsaw Bear. I'll be a Shabbos Goy to my Jewish farmer next door if they exist. Well, I think you know, I think we should we should pray for we should pray for Ari, as Milo did. I mean, recognize that Ari making all the jokes about the um the priests is he's doing that you know, Milo is giving Ari a drink in that in that um, Skanks episode. 
Ari did, is trying to do for Jews what Milo did for the Catholics. And, and what Milo did in Diabolical and what he did in Church Militant last year in standing up for the lies that have been covered up, standing up against the lies that have been covered up in our own traditions is obviously incredibly important. And Ari is trying to show some of what he grew up with. Milo has obviously talked about that. And therefore, it's not a surprise to me they got along when they did that show together. Um, okay, Enoch and... Okay, you guys are off on another <laughs> on another mythology. We'll do Enoch and the Ethiopian Bible and all of the, the angel stories will definitely can be something of the future. But any questions about Ye or Ari for those who are still watching? Um Bessa Bear, haha, white girl buying black girl magic. That's funny. Well, I am okay. You realize throughout all of this, I didn't like my my state my cred and 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 stuff like that. I live on the south side of Chicago. I have a Jewish name, didn't you notice? <laughs> so the Scots Irish Presbyterians use all these Old Testament names. My name is Lamb of God, Rachel. What do you do with that? Hell, <laughs> you. I mean, it's like kept picking it up, and she's like, "There's a sheep. I'm a, my name by sheep." Sheep of the Lord, sheep of God, hell. <laughs> and as far as I know, I'm not Jewish in any of my lineage. I don't know, but the you know the Presbyterians loved using the Old Testament names. So you're lucky because then you'd be going through the constant argument on Telegram on whether or not you're a converse. I, I I you know I return to my ancestral faith of the of the the temple. So there, yes. So there. It was the great restoration. The great restoration of English. My, my, well, and I, you yeah. know, I, I, I don't know the full German lineage that I have. I mean, it's on both sides and stuff. And, and I, you know, I, when you look up those ancestral names on ancestry.com, you get German or Jewish. Could be either. I think they're probably mm -hmm. Lutheran, but I'm not positive. We are all mutts. And, and the, I mean, the one thing that Ari did say about the, the, you know, Jewish population is they tended to marry each other. They're a little bit purebred, shall we say. Um, and we mutts love them. <laughs> yeah. Mutts for Christ. Muttons and lambs. Muttons and lambs. Is that all the points we want to make? That's all my slides. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a journey. Um, yeah. Thank you all for joining us. And, um, you know, this is, I think, you know, we, we always think the most, the most recent episode we've done is the most important because of course it is, but this was really big. It was really big that Ye mm -hmm. said something um that he made that shirt and wore it in paris and got the fallout that he did and then didn't apologize in the way maybe people wished he would to put him back in the box and that ari in his stand-up in six minutes was able to show how ridiculous this whole thing was from the beginning so kudos to both young men they're smashing their way out of the vending They're machine. Smashing their way out of the vending machine into 
the glory that is ours as creatures of God. May all the icons be restored. Amen. To be continued, don't worry, we're not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for joining us. See you next time. Good night.